<clears throat> Hi guys, um, it's the uh, coffee and uh, bed show again. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm, I haven't even picked out any music yet, and uh, you know I realize that um, nobody's even here yet. So uh, oh, here here's one person. Hi. Uh, I'm gonna. It's the it's the coffee and uh, it's the coffee in my bed show again. Uh, live stream, uh, but I'm not going to really have the camera on on myself uh, too much. I'm going to show a document here, and uh, while I wait uh, for uh, for a few more people to come in, um, I'm going to pick out a song to play. So hopefully, um, my uh, my Spotify comes up here. I'm just waiting for it to come in. Um, let me see. What should we? What should I play today, right? Like, what should I play? Um, what are you in the mood for? I've got, uh, let me see. I'm trying to play something that, I, you know, I'm still into that Robert Smith Strange Time song. Maybe that's uh, that. Maybe that's the uh, Lee Veltman theme. I'm I'm not sure, but um, let me let me share the screen here and and play a song for a bit while we. Wait for just um, a few more. See who else joins um, this uh, live stream today. Um, okay, here. Wait, let me sure. Make sure I did that right. Because sometimes I'm like, "Hi, genocide." Hey, yeah, I want to. I want to show some uh, some documents uh, about uh, about Lee Veltman. Matter of fact, why? You know what? Maybe I'll just uh, go ahead and uh, skip the like in case because I maybe I'll show you really quick what it is in case you got to do something else. You don't want to wait for me to play a song or whatever while other people are maybe getting here. But um, I have uh, been given something. I you know I've I've got some information to share about uh, Lee Veltman, and um, I want to bring this up. Uh, on the on the screen here for uh, for a second. Let me uh, actually take me out of it. So let's give it the full the full view. And um, this is actually um, no, this is the wrong one. This is not the one I want to show you. Hold on, I wanted to show you that one second. Um, I actually want to go to the. Um, hold on a second. Sorry. The forcible entry one because that one's already been on the internet by OG, and I showed that before. Although his volume wasn't really good when you watch it, but uh, I want to show the um, forcible entry one. All right, so because this is the this is the new the new document that uh, that's out there. All right, hi uh, Charles from Project Camelot. <laughs> what do we have here? Yeah, what 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 do we have here? Actually, uh, PJ's not so secret diary. Hi, PJ. Uh, I I watched your video about about uh, Lee Veltman and Jolly Bridgeburner in your in the chat in your chat and everything. And so it's nice to see you here. Yeah, there's uh there's something going on. Uh, this is a uh, document uh, by that was um, let me see court document. Let's read it here. Let me get my glasses on for a second so I can see this really clearly when I read it. <clears throat> Oklahoma State Courts Network, the information on this page um, is not an official record. Okay, so I've got to change my title. It's not an official rec record. Do not rely on the correctness or completeness of this information. Verify all information with the official record keeper. The information is contained in this report is provided in compliance with the Oklahoma Open Records Act 51OS24A1. Uses the use of this information is governed by this act as well as other applicable state um, and uh, federal laws. Okay. Uh, in the district court in and for Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then you can see um, the plaintiff is Gaina B. Veltman, which I believe is his mother, and then Lee Veltman is the defendant. Um, see parties, Bill, you, Julie, Catherine, U.S. guardian of the property of Gaina B. Veltman, plaintiff Veltman, Lee, uh, the plaintiff Veltman, Lee defendant. Um, those are the attorneys. This happened, uh, Friday, August 29th was the hearing in 2014 at 2.30 PM. 
there's also a September 23rd at two, 2014 hearing and then a Friday, October 24th, 2014. Issue, forcibly forcible entry and detainer, uh, $1,500. Judgment for plaintiff. So he did, he, he did, the judgment went to the plaintiff. All right, so basically he lost. He was, he was found guilty for that. And uh, here are the uh, the rest of the information. Forcible entry and detainer served per serve Lee Veltman in 8, 1914. All right, held judgment. Um, here's another one. Um, Odie Millie, plaintiff, appeared. I guess these are just all kinds of things that he has um, gotten in trouble for. <laughs> Odie Millie, plaintiff appeared, defendant appeared on non-jury trial, held judgment, granted the plaintiff as follows, possession of property against, oh, this is the same one, against named defendant. Journal entry of judgment, affidavit. There was something else that I saw. Maybe it's on the other document. Maybe it's on the other document. I want to show you where he has been convicted of uh, possession of drugs too as well. So bottom line is, is that we have somebody who is basically targeting and harassing people online, other YouTubers. And he's already got a record of forcible entry which doesn't look good. And he also has a record of, 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 of doing time for possession of um, narcotics. So I'm just kind of glancing through here. So these are the people that have fake sock puppet accounts, like what he's been doing in my chat going undercover, disguising his identity on top of it, obsessively calling a woman and wanting to get her phone number. And he has already been convicted of forcible entry. I, I'm, I'm just going to like, I'm going to stop the share for a second and uh, come back to, uh, to hear. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say something for a second again. Uh, I'm really kind of repulsed by those of you out there that either are just, you know, oh, well, about this, like, uh, you know, or trying to justify it or that you still hang with them. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're hanging with them, then I don't I, I, I can't see why I trust you. I can't see like you. You are part of the problem. And what's what bothers me the most about this too as well not the fact that he already has like 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 to me somebody like lee veltman is I, I they're called a perp is what you call them it's it's uh i would say it's it's definitely engaging in targeted harassment and cyberbullying on the internet and think about the people that are actually contacting him like to notify what i would be saying on my channel about them taj to hinder gill and Sarah is right behind there, right? Like, why would you want to converse with this guy about me? I just want to make that connection too as well. Like, Lee Veltman is just like, in my opinion, in my assessment, and what I've been looking at, because of the fact that there have been other people participating with him. There are other people participating with him. And when you realize that, like, 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 what are their records? Do they have a background? Because what kind of person engages in this kind of harassment or treatment of people on the internet? I'll tell you something else. I really don't like the term suicide trolling, which you guys have like thrown back and forth, Jolly Bridge Burner and a bunch of people back and forth about that particular terminology. Uh, you you know, like, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that Lee Veltman has a record like this and probably the people that he is spying on and, you know, harassing don't have a record like me, like 
check my record out and I'm completely clean. I have a clean background. All right. I also want to make mention while I'm here that, you know, speaking before I show you the next document, that truth seekers, Stephen Cambion, ironically, weirdly, had a bad week last week, too, with this kind of stuff. He got doxxed. He has had threats. He has had cars show up that he can't, you know, they, he's suspicious of. And you guys out there want to walk around and act like anybody who talks about this or has a YouTube channel must be crazy or must be paranoid. And I think it's time to actually really stop saying those things to us. Because when I can sit here and show you this document of him already being convicted of forcible entry into his own mother's house, then put your conspiracy thinking caps on, put your tinfoil hats on and try to figure out, well, home, maybe there might be a possibility that there's something up with him. And that the rest of us aren't like some reactive cat ladies, you know, online doing whatever, spouting about whatever. You know, the last time I checked, still, there's an element of being able to like speak your mind or have free speech or give your opinion about a media that is going on on the Internet to actually assess some of the players should not be, we should not get this happening to us. And I also want to make, I want to bring it Stephen Cambion into this because apparently somebody that he had copyright strikes from, which is like something that people love to play games with, was the person that doxed him. And I can almost bet in Vegas that one of the people that he might have doxxed information to might have actually been Sarah Rachel Adams because I think it's the host that interviewed her recently about the phony med beds. And you know what? Until now, I'm going to say they're phony because a lot of you guys who want to represent some sort of UFO media want to make a big buck, right? Right? And it is okay for us, whoever we are, to do commentary on that. And we shouldn't be doxxed. We shouldn't be harassed. We shouldn't have you in our, you know, chat rooms with sock puppet accounts or have you going into somebody else's chat and trying to trigger them by saying something, a word, a phrase, or something that's personal to them so that you mentally or emotionally fuck with them. That is criminal. And there are several of you doing it at the same time. Together. Organized. Right? Like birds of a feather flock together. And I'll let you know, I am happy to actually show that document today. Because it is proof of his background. It is proof of we can speculate what his character is. If you want to question things. And I'll tell you right now. If you want to like make a comment and defend him. Or give me any type of negativity on any of my stuff about what I'm saying right now. You're gone from my channel. That will be the last time you will comment on it. Because... It is now time that us as media or uh, people that participate in chats, that we up our standard. And if you want to come and, and, and if we want to go and we want to support people, then let's also support their safety as well and weed out the perps like Lee Veltman. And I also want to take a moment. Hey, Lee Veltman, you still think Terry's a crazy pushover? Thank you. Thank you, Charles. I, I would like to see what Veltman supporters have to say about this, eh, guys? Yep. That's right. Veltman supporters. And you know what? There's some of you out there on, the, uh, on my chat 
that are, you know, talking about Defango and Tom Schoenberger. Like you, you've been around me and you know all this stuff. Like, you know more about these players than I do. Apparently you thought I did, but I don't know these guys. Like I know of Defango. I don't even know the, is there a drama between him and, and Lee? I don't, who cares really? I don't know these people, but you've certainly made yourself visible that you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've been in all the circles. What are you looking for here? What are you looking for on my channel? What do you think I'm doing here that you have to be in my sock puppet account? I mean, that you have to take sock puppet accounts and be in my chat and be creepy. Why? What's going on? You know? What was that? Oh, go on. Show the other court order, too. Trying to scam his mother and dementia out of money. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'll keep going. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about how he's trying to scam his mom. Okay, this is the... I, I titled it trustee when I put it in my files. All right, this is filed March... Okay, wait a second. This is going to be a little more because I, I kind of blacked out some things and... Okay, this was filed March 31st, 2015. Really not that long ago, if you think about it. And, you know, when did Lee Veltman actually come on the scene? Is it Was it 2015? Has he been around that long? Or, or was it? I became aware of him about, from my, if memory serves me right, I remember him since around 2017. So a petitioner, Julia Catherine B. Liu, by and through her counsel of record, James C. Milton of Hall, Estelle Hardwick, Gable, Golden, and Nelson P.C., and for her petition herein states the following. Gaina B. Veltman, Gaina is a resident of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa County, Oklahoma died um, estate in Tulsa, Tulsa County, Oklahoma, on the 20th day of November 2014. Gaina left a will bearing a date on or about March 17th, 2011, this original will is now in possession of petitioner's counselor, James C. Milton, and will be submitted to the court with this petition. Petitioner believes and alleges that this is to be the last will and testament of Gaina B. Veltman, and the same is hereby presented for probate. The will of Gaina B. Veltman nominates both petitioner and Lee Veltman Lee, the descendant's son, as co-exitors of the will. Petitioner Gainer's sister objects to Lee serving as co-exitor of the will. Person is competent to serve as exitor who at the time will, will be will, the will is uh, admitted to, to probate is under the age of the majority and convicted of infamous crime. See? Convicted of an infamous crime, not not a non-infamous crime, but convicted of an infamous crime and a judge by the court incompetent to execute the duties of the trust by reason of drunkenness, improvidence or want of understanding and integrity. Like maybe we should like even like read that again. Let me, I, I, let me let me make sure I have the, this pulled up right. Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. Okay, let's read it again. Convicted of an infamous crime and a judge by the court incompetent to execute the duties of the trust by reasons, reason of drunkenness, improver, impro, improvidence, or want of understanding and integrity. Wow. Or want of understanding and integrity. Wow. That is he, does he have want and understanding and integrity now in what he is doing on YouTube or on social media? Because he goes to social media too. He invades people's privacy. Lee was convicted and served time in Texas on crimes that would be considered infamous crimes. These crimes included possession of controlled substances. Before her death, 
Gaina was diagnosed with relatively rapidly progressive Parkinsonism, Parkinsonism with dementia with a rather drastic recent global neurologic deterioration. Gaina's impairments collectively resulted in her inability to receive and evaluate information effectively and to communicate responsible decisions to the extent that Gaina lacked the capacity to meet essential requirements for her physical health or safety and was unable to manage her financial resources. Gaina was adju adjudicated by the District Court of Tulsa County to be a vulnerable adult as that termed in as defined as that term is defined in 43A0 the periods S period 10-103A5. Among other things, Gaina was adjudged to be unable to protect herself from abuse, neglect, or exploitation with the assistance of others. In seeking guardianship, Kathy showed the court that Gaina was the subject of inappropriate actions and communications by her son, Lee. Let me say that again. Kathy showed the court that Gaina was the subject of inappropriate actions and communications by her son, Lee. As petitioner in the guardianship court, Kathy sought protection for Gaina from the court by filing a combined emergency petition for appointment of special guardian and petition for appointment of guardian of the person and property as cause number PG 2014-3112. The court granted Kathy's petition on May 22nd, 2014. On June 17th, 2014, the court ordered that Lee's visitation to Gaina should be limited and that all visits should be supervised by a person selected by Pat Gordon, guardian of the person of Gaina Veltman. It was further ordered that Lee should not discuss finances with Gaina except as specifically authorized by the guardians. On July 29, 2014, an emergency application for temporary restraining order and temporary injunction was filed with the guardianship court due to Lee's multiple attempts to circumvent these restrictions. A temporary restraining order was entered by the guardianship court on the same day, prohibiting Lee from contacting Gaina, whether by telephone or in person. Visits were to be supervised by a person specifically approved in writing by Kathy B. Liu or her legal counsel, James C. Milton. Lee was not to arrange any meetings between Gaina and any attorney, and Lee was specifically prohibited from discussing the guardianship or financial matters or making derogatory remarks to Gaina regarding the parties to the guardianship. Okay, so that means that he was trashing his siblings or the, you know, for, you know, in front to the mother. Gaina amended her trust, the Gaina B. Veltman Trust, removing Lee as a successor trustee. While Gaina loved Lee very much, she did not trust him to properly handle her finances and affairs. Due to the above circumstances, Kathy believes that Lee is not qualified to serve as co-exeter of Gaina's estate, that his involvement as co-exeter would harm the estate, that his involvement as co-exeter, executor, sorry, I'm saying that wrong, and his involvement as co-executor will run up the legal expenses of the estate, and that his appointment as co-executor would could enable him to attempt further to attempt further to drain Gaina's trust and estate of their remaining aspects. Accordingly, Kathy objects to the appointment of Lee Veltman as co-executor -ex -ex of uh, Gaina's will. The names and ages and residence of all the heirs. Okay, so I bl I I am um, blink that out, and these are the. Um,
Okay, that is it. All right. So that's uh, that's Lee Veltman's background. Hi, Jane. Jordan Eldridge, how could anyone stick up for this guy? It's the same as the groupies for CG. CG. You know, when you guys use like like initials, sometimes I'm trying to think CG. Who's CG? Help me out. Help me out here. Who's CG? CG. Is that supposed to be OG? I mean, CG. Corey Good. Thank you. Right. Exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, how can they stick up for this? How can they stick up for him? Thank you. I, you know what? I, I, I feel embarrassed. I should have known that. I should have known. I don't. I, I've got like a, a brain blockage. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> Corey, good. I was thinking of somebody less popular. Yeah, you know the the whole U, uh, UFO uh, thing. Like what's going on with it is I, I, I find really, I, I really interesting. Like why all this activity? Like, okay. For example, if you want to be, if you want to be seen as credible, uh, like if you're, if you are a, a, a big UFOlogy person, right. Or you have, you're known for having a certain level of, of a disclosure, a narrative of what the truth might be. And you get found out that you're not honest. You know, like take Sarah, for example, too. Like Super Soldier Program, you know, now it's she's a healer and this and that products and everything else. Medbet, like she's going on Jimmy Church, which who talks about uh about you know uh, about UFOs. Like he's a big UFO host. Uh, you know, like, like you could almost say like Jimmy Church is, you know, I mean he's not as big as George Norrie. But, you know, he, 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 Clyde Lewis, I mean, he's got a name like that. Like, he's got a name. He's got a, a, a huge list. A lot of people watch him. Like, I think even maybe Jimmy Church might be more mainstream than Carrie Cassidy, even though he's, he's interviewed Carrie Cassidy. And yet, he is lacking discernment. Because when you call yourself a researcher or a journalist or, you know, like you put like, you, you know, the truth media or anything like that in the type of, of who you are, of your branding, then when you have a guess that you didn't vet right or it doesn't matter because, I don't know, they have fake silicon boobs or something, like whatever got that person in the door for you. And yet you don't have the integrity to vet that person properly on your channel and make sure that if you are covering extraterrestrials or if you are covering uh, UFO sightings or, you know, experiences or that you want to find, I mean, and, and again, we're working in a, you're working in something that's esoteric really anyways. So it's malleable. It's like, well, if you want to believe it, you can. But if you don't, if you're not really being like a scientist about it, really, or a real journalist, then you're just taking advantage of people. And when these people get questioned, they do creepy stuff. They harass and target people. So as far as I'm concerned, like Lee Veltman and anybody who was part of that crew in my chat, you you completely lost complete credibility to me. It's like, like I said before, I turned the light on and the cockroaches got seen and you're all, y'all are scampering right now. Or not. Like, you're all being caught. And if we see that someone like Sarah Rachel Adams 
the intuitive psychic empath healer who's selling med meds is calling up Lee and contacting him because I'm Tash. Let's just say Tash is contacting him because I'm exposing him. Then where's the connection happening here? Like, how are you guys all connected is my question. Like, like I said, if you want to wear a tinfoil hat or not, if you want to do investigative research, then let's question these connections that people have and why you guys all kind of sit at the, who, who's sitting at, Lee, at the Lee Veltman table, right? And why? Why are you following somebody like this? Why are you his buddy? I've always been a fan of the Paracast. They've been pretty even keel in their interviews and research. I think I listened to one George Norrie episode and it went straight to Paracast. Oh, you know what? I've never heard of Paracast. I will. Uh, I'll definitely check them out. I will. That's good. That's thanks for sharing that. I'm going to block that user. Somebody's like, there's a bot in here. Charles. Paracast, there's a name for the from the past. Oh, okay, so it's an old. It's it's been around for a while. There's so much I still don't know. You know, I mean, I, I've been around. Uh, you know, I've been around this media, uh, you know, for a few years, but mostly online. So there's a lot. There's a lot to learn still, right? You can never stop learning. I appreciate you guys coming into uh, my chat and being here uh, on this uh, broadcast. They've been around for a long time, about 2007-ish. Okay. I'm going to definitely check them out. Uh, I'm planning on doing another uh, broadcast coming up. And you better, and, and, and you, you're better off not knowing most of it, Terry. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. You know what? UFOs is a great topic, and uh, I'm actually working on um, that topic in my persuasion speech class. Uh, I actually have to do. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's going to be this. Like we do the same topic, but just do it in different ways. You know, whatever the assignment is. But right now, I got to talk about it from three different perspectives. So uh, whether or not extraterrestrials are real, like, do you think extraterrestrials are real? And that, and that's my that's my argument. So. Right now, I'm, I'm looking and I'm collecting uh, data just to show the different viewpoints of what those are. And uh, I'm kind of narrowing it down to three different categories. I'm, I, right now, uh, I thought I would go with the, um, the DMT angle, you know, like Terrence McKenna and uh, even Bill Hicks uh, based uh, one of his routines uh, based on um, the... Oh, I don't know the the theory that you know it, as if like the I don't know if it's like the eight man theory. Maybe it's called the eight man theory, but it's like that taking uh, mushrooms or uh, you know na natural hallucinogenics upgrades your software. But in those experiences, you might actually see a the people said that they they had contact with an extraterrestrial through you know the uh, the hallucinogenic experience. All right, there's that aspect of it right which i think also or or i'm thinking about which i might i might not go in that direction is kind of somewhat included because i have to pare it down right or i might go with like the um the alistair crowley you know the lamb entity that it that it's that's like and and therefore the hallucinogenics would maybe take me to the interdimensional aspect to it and then um, I want to focus on ad ad abductee stories and uh, and then channeling. And then the third one would be the fake disclosure, like uh, Werner von Braun and Carol Rosen. And uh, Werner von Braun said that the you know one of the last plays of the uh, Illuminati would be that we would have a fake disclosure. So uh, in, in, in lieu of that, I kind of want to use that as an example too, because for me, like, like I think the main question that people have about extraterrestrials is, are they interdimensional? Are they demons? Because uh, 
Stephen, uh, not uh, Stephen Cambion, just did uh, a show recently on that topic, and I've looked into that before. Uh, you know, when someone's being when 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 somebody's channeling somebody, you know, an entity, you don't you don't really know what that entity is. You don't know if the entity is like good or bad or 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 you know or any of those terms. You know, and uh, and so, uh, you know, what is it exactly like what are what is the hypnosis? What are the repressed memories? What you know, what are these you know, different things that are happening? You know, Area 51, the 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 discovery and or, you know, the, the, the latter category is, you know, a lot of people think that we are going to uh, experience uh, disclosure even, you know, that, you know, that the, the, now we have official reports saying that, yeah, there are, uh, you know, Obama saying there's unidentified flying objects. So, you know, when you get to that, you're like, okay, well, what is really going on here? And then there's also the conspiracy that it's going to be fake. Like it's fake for another part of the population of, of, of the control of us. So uh, I, I, to me, those are, if I were to narrow things down, like what what is happening? Like, is are they real? Are they interdimensional? What what's going on? And then and then you have the whole reptilian thing, right? Like the people believe, like oh, it's like they live that there are you know uh, they they already walk among us and 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 they're they're reptilian hybrids. And then you get into you know the Nephilim and and biblical times and the giants and the elongated skulls and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like. Like where, like if you, and, you know, and, then, and even ancient aliens like co covers, you know, or makes sense of some of those things by calling them extraterrestrials rather than angels. So, you know, you have all this stuff happening uh, to us culturally that's going on. Hey, Charles from Project Camelot. Seems Velma unfriended me on FB. I'll probably start losing sleep over it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I'm sure you will, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 all gonna lose we're all gonna lose sleep over over Lee Veltman, you know, not not being around anymore. Okay, um, Charles says uh, reptilian hybrids. George Henry Wise, 1929, also complete fiction. Sorry. All right, so so Charles, I'm I'm getting the feeling you're like, oh no, no way. There, none of this, none of this is true. None of it. I've actually, now here's the deal. I've had people tell me that they're like people that I was really close to and even like looked at them, up them to that, looked up to them as a mentor, not, not in this field, like in the comedy world, entertainment, who told me that they were, that they came from Illuminati family and that they were. So that, that's the part that gets me. I'm like, okay, is my friend, is, is that guy fucking with me? Like, are people just fucking with their heads, right? Or are they, are they, do they actually, you know, have they lost it or, you know, or where, where does it, where does it go to? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure really about the reptilian thing. I, I had that there was this girl that I used to work with at a, um, no, honestly, and I, I'm just being honest with you. I'm really not sure about, about the reptilian thing because of that, be because of the fact that, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like, it's in, in a way too, it's become such a part of our nomenclature really, or a part of just, I don't know if nomenclature is the right word, but it's, you know, our culture, because now it used to be like, and I, I use this as a barometer. It used to be that I, that doing a reptilian joke on stage, people would be looking at you like, what are you talking about? Like if I made, if I made a joke about reptilians uh, back in, even like, let's say, I'm going to go like even 2012, maybe that people, people would look at me like they weren't there yet. And, and in terms of like the mainstream mass culture, they went, you know, I mean, yeah, if I had performed in front of a group of us, you know, you know, it, it might be really funny, but you know, when you, when you look out to see what, but, but now, now I did reptilian jokes in my, uh, just recently, I tried them again, just to experiment in my um, English three critical thinking class for extra credit. I did my reptilian jokes and they full on got it and laughed. 
at a college university. I, you know, like they get it. Like when you realize that people are laughing at it, when they're laughing at something and they're recognizing and they're laughing at something, that means on some level they have accepted the possibility of the reality of it. Like, seriously, it, you know, I'm, I'm just making a comment on that. And, and if, if that's the case, then is everybody like, is, isn't in a whole sect of society that's been misled into something that is completely untrue. If they're able to laugh at it and they're not laughing at like, it's stupid. It's laugh. They're laugh. I mean, I think that, you know, I think they're laughing at it because they look, look at all the TV programs though, too, that you know, like V and all this stuff. But anyways, I, I got, I, I got off on the, on the, on the, let me get back to the waitress job. I had this job where I worked at a brewery in a little town in Oregon that was on the way to going up to all the lakes and stuff like that. It actually was in Estacada, Oregon. And um, they made their own beer there. And it was like, a, it was a seasonal little place. And one of the waitresses, like the lead waitress, I swear had eyes like a cat. Like she had the slit. And I, and it, they were just like that. And I go, wow, you've got like cat eyes. And she goes, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I swear she had cat eyes. Or they would go there some, like a lot, a lot. It was just like, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. Okay, so Jeff is saying, at Charles from Project Camelot, not sure what name he is going by today. I'm sure his dream team of lawyers will probably be contacting me. <laughs> Why? Why would his dream, you know, like, like, because that, why would, why would Lee Veltman's dream team of lawyers be contacting you, Jeff? You've, you've not done anything, you know, you, you, you like, who is Veltman? Oh, wait, you guys are saying something here. Terry, it was science fiction story called The Lizard Man of the Bulo. I'll have to look it up. But you know, Charles, too, sometimes they say that they, you know, that some of the fiction is actually real. Like, have you ever heard of like, like, like a lot of writers take stuff out of reality and then they fantasize it a little bit bigger? Like that's kind of, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one guy came up and go, wow, you know, what if we made an ancient, like an alien race of reptilians? I mean, it kind of makes sense being that there are so many species that were reptile that are extinct now. And then, you know, you have in, in the, in the Bible, you have the snake, right? But that's an amphibian, right? So are snakes amphibians or reptiles? I'm gonna, I gotta look that up. I should know that. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me look that up. Let's see. Uh, our snakes. Rep. Okay. Reptiles are amphibians. Oh, good. So I'm not the only person to ask that question. Reptiles are turtles, snakes, lizards, alligators, and crocodiles. Unlike amphibians, reptiles breathe only through their lungs and have dry scaly skin that, per skin that prevents them from drying out. Um, amphibians and reptiles are together called herpetofauna or herps for short. Frequently asked questions about amphibians. So they're reptiles. They are reptiles. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm paying attention to like Charles and, and uh you mean in the way that I'm the real Charles? 
Jeff, Veltman actually told you he has lawyers. At Charleston Project Camelot, his exact words to me were he has already contacted his lawyers and LEOs in the matter. I'm still not sure what matter he's talking about. Well, you know what, Jeff, he was saying that the minute, the minute, when did, didn't he say that? Like the, the minute I even hardly mentioned him. The minute, the minute I realized, like I came out public and because you know, well, I don't know if you know, but but people know that I I was told for a while that he was in my chat by more than one person underneath fake names. And, you know, in, in like early, early on this discussion, he already was ready to get his alleged lawyers out on me but what 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 does he have to stand on when if you if, the, if you're going to do a background check of lee veltman and then you're going to do a that background check on me who's going to look like the perp who's going to look like they're telling the truth when i can pretty much prove that he's been harassing me online. I'm not pretty much, I can prove it. And there are other testimonies of people doing this. And there's testimonies of people saying that he is asking for another woman's phone number and getting weird about it. And I've given my phone number to him before until I finally blocked him. So he's come into my personal life. He's found me enough or, or, or whatever. I trusted him, I gave him my number whatever happened and he called me more than once so good luck on his lawyers just because you can maybe he needs to lawyer up really you know Maybe one of us needs to actually maybe get a restraining order on him in some way. Or maybe the laws need to be better in terms of what cyberbullying is and targeted harassment online. And maybe some of you guys should stop, you know, going, oh, they're making it up or they're crazy or it's not happening. Shame on you for doing that. You, you sniff around conspiracy world and then you want to like say when somebody's actually really getting it from something and say that they're making it up or just ignore it or it's no big deal. It is a big deal. And when, it, and when something like that happens to you, then you'll understand what a big deal it is. But it's, if it's never happened to you, then maybe you should just shut up about it and stop judging people if we can prove it that they're doing it i'm so i'm not sorry i'm going to i'm sorry not sorry that lee got lee beltman got caught he got caught and now people that are associated to him should be looked at too maybe they got caught because there's not just one Lee Veltman. Lee Veltman does not work alone. Jolly Bridgeburner. Who is that? Okay, her name is Robin. All right. In Australia, these people don't even live in this. They don't, it doesn't matter what country they live in. And yet they're still doing shit together. So what's up with that? And why... Why is there an association to the 17th letter of the alphabet with these people too? Right? Because isn't that where, you know, Lee Veltman was sniffing around too, right? All obsessed with all that stuff. All the people talking about certain topics, whether they were associated with the 17th letter of the alphabet or not. Even if you talked similar to them, you were automatically on a list, Right. Okay, what's going? Uh, you're saying he has a team of lawyers. You're telling me that Lee Veltman has a team of lawyers. 
You think Lee Veltman has a team of lawyers that he's going to come after people? Or do you think he's full of shit? Like, Jeff, do you believe that he has a team of lawyers? To go after people that show documents of his behavior or make claims that he's they're harassing them in a chat room on online like even if he has a team of lawyers what is their defense like does he have an honest team of lawyers like why like no okay so he doesn't have a team of lawyers They did. That's why they're being quiet here. He didn't say it to me directly. Well, you know. He was a liar. Terry, he doesn't. Too many people have called his bluff and he's got nothing. Yeah, he's got nothing. It'll be interesting to see, see where he goes now with all of this. Like, is it like is it is he just going to continue as if like nothing happened, or is like what where, what's going to happen now? He said it to me directly. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, you know, he said that he had a, his lawyers on me, right? Probably back to jail. Yeah, you know, that would be good. I saw him on Joseph P. Farrell's chat. Huh. I have to look Joseph P. Farrell up. All right. Well, I'm going to get going. Uh, you know, I just wanted to show those two documents. I kind of maybe hung out a little longer than I should. <laughs> uh, I got like some stuff that I got to get done. I think what I'll do is um, just uh, sign out. Uh, let you know that I'm probably going to uh, do a broadcast uh, over the weekend or on Monday. Uh, I'm going to do the James Caspel part two. And then um, there's a couple of other topics that I wanted to talk about as well, uh, you know, with that show. Uh, one of the things that have come out that's kind of interesting is an article on uh, some information uh, about uh, Hugh Hefner that I found uh, kind of, I, I don't know if you guys have seen that circulating, but I have a, a post of it on my Facebook page and it's a documentary. It's a new documentary about him and it looks pretty legitimate. And some of the things that they are saying that um, was the real Hugh Hefner is uh, quite, uh, quite conspiratorial. Let's just put it that way. So I wanted to, I'm going to uh, bring that topic up and then uh, do James Caspel uh, part two. The part two is going to be where, uh, where James, where, where, uh, where James, I, I believe it's one of his last interviews uh, at the barge or is it the bar with, with Miles Johnston. So we're, I'm going to go over and we're going to do an, I'm going to do an analysis on, on that particular show. So uh, that's the, the next topic. I have uh, the last James Caspel show is up on Spotify right now, the whole video. So uh, if you would like to, uh, you know, check it out there, I'll, I'll have a link. I'll show links. I'll do another video. I'll do another video before I do the other video in, in the meantime. Next time, don't forget the hat. Okay, I will wear the hat next time. I almost put it on uh, today, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I wear my hat on, on the next show. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go out with some music, 
and um and i'll see you guys um i'll see you guys soon I see.
some place too where he has to take on the pressure. Like I think, and, and, and if he went to prison. Cause what you reap is what you sow!